Welcome to the media ministry here at First Baptist Church of Jackson, Georgia. My name is Keith Joseph, and what a joy it is to come to you uh, from our studios at Jackson First Baptist Church. We're thankful for this wonderful radio station that we have an opportunity to minister th- to. Uh, we are located at Jackson First Baptist Church right across the street from Ingalls. Uh, our physical address is 1227 West 3rd Street right here in Jackson. Uh, You can check out our ministry at jacksonfbc.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by simply searching for Jackson FBC. Each and every Sunday afternoon, if you're a regular listener, we come together for about 15 minutes and we spend some time together in God's Word. We believe it is the Word of God that brings life to us and it is the Word of God that directs us in life. The living Word of God is Jesus Christ. He is the John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And this God brought light to the world. And we've been studying together in the Word, the, the, the inerrant and infallible Word of God, written by people as they were carried along by God. We've been specifically studying these weeks together principles of hope. We've been looking through the book of 1 Peter and we've been identifying principles of hope. Hope being in Jesus Christ. We are today, we are coming down the path. It should be principle number 10, uh, but I'm going to hold in principle 9, which said this. If you remember last time, we said this, that we should consider our families as ground zero for Jesus. Well, I want to go a little bit more there and and share this with you, and it, it is two Sundays after Easter, that unless a man or a woman has been to the cross of Christ, unless the cross has affected that man or that woman's life, the, their, their lifetime will be lived not in the fast lane of love, but in the slow lane of labor. I find it all the time. People are saying, I appreciate the principles you're sharing, Pastor, but they're just not working for me. What's well, kind of like the, the story that I once heard about a guy that became a, a vacuum cleaner salesman. Now, that was back during the day when salesmen would come to your home. This vacuum cleaner salesman went to this home of this, this family. He had met them at a grocery store, and, and he had, had, had talked his way in, and, and they allowed him to come and demonstrate his product. They lived out on a, a remote farm, and he went out to the farm and, and, and took the vacuum cleaner with it, came in, and he had a bag, and, and in that bag it was filled with dirt. And so it was a hardwood floor, and so he poured the dirt out on the floor, and he said to them, I'm about to show you something that's amazing. And they said, what is it? And he said, this vacuum cleaner will pick up this dirt very quickly. And then the, the people like, wow, we usually have to take a broom and sweep it out and, and they said, show us how it works. And so, so the man got the vacuum cleaner out of the bag, and then he unrolled the electrical cord, and he said to the family, just show me where an outlet is, and I'll plug it in. Here was the problem. The problem was they had no electricity in that home. They had never had the electrical company, had not even run a service out to their home. And so listen to me. Here was a vacuum cleaner that had ability in it, but it had no electrical current to be able to fire it and start it so that it could, it could suck up the dirt. Here's the thing. You can have the principles, the vacuum cleaner in your life, but unless you have the electrical connection with Jesus, listen to this, a relationship with Jesus, you do not have the power that you need. 
Here is what the Bible says that Jesus did for us. 1 Peter chapter 2, the Bible says this in verse number, listen to this, verse number 21. For you have been called to follow the example of Christ because Christ did something for you. What did he do? The Bible says in verse 21, he suffered for you. Now I must ask you this question. Who is the you that he's speaking about? The King James Version translates it like this. You should follow the example of Christ who, listen to this, who suffers for us. Again, I ask the question, who is the us? The, the you, according to Greek scholars, is the word that could be translated like this. Peter was saying like this, it was I that Jesus suffered for. You also could translate it like this, it was we that Jesus suffered for. You also could say it was you that Jesus suffered for. So think about this. If we were gathered in a congregation and I was telling you about Jesus Christ, I would say this, Jesus Christ died for me. And then I would look at you who would gathered in the congregation and I would say that Christ died for we or Christ died for us. And then finally, I would say it like this. I would look at you as an individual and saying that Christ suffered and died for you. Now, this is amazing to me. John says this, quoting Jesus in John 10, 15, and 16, Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold, I must, listen to this, also bring them. And they will listen to my voice, so there will be one flock and one shepherd. Do you know that Jesus is teaching us truths about the you that, that he went to the cross for. There are four truths I want to lay before you today. One is this, Jesus died because he wanted to. Oh, that's good news. Jesus died because he wanted to. Jesus came to this earth. No one made him do it. He came of his own will. And he came, and the Bible says that no one took his life. He laid down his life for us. Listen to what he said in John 10 and 17, the words of Jesus. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay my, down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord, and I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. And then he says these words. This charge I received from my Father. You see, friend, Jesus was dying on the cross for us because He wanted to. Secondly, I've laid this before you. Jesus died on the cross because it was the will of the Father. It was the will of the Father that Jesus would die for I. He would die for we, and He would die for you. Think about that. Thirdly, I would say this to you. Jesus died on the cross because it was the only way for people to be saved. Oh friend, that's such good news. Jesus was dying on the cross because it was the only way for people to be saved. Jesus said this, I suffered for you, leaving you example, saying this, that you might follow in his steps. Now you might ask the question, and you'd be correct, why was Jesus dying for us? Here's why. He alone had the ability to save us. The Bible says in that same chapter, we read it earlier together a few weeks ago in 1 Peter 2 and 22, Jesus committed no sin, neither was deceit found in His mouth. Think about Jesus' connection with you. Think about His connection with we as a, as a group of people and with my own life. The Bible says in Isaiah 53 and 9, 
that Jesus made his grave with the wicked. The Bible says there that with a rich man he died. The Bible says even though there was no violence in his mouth and there was no deceit. You see, Jesus was crucified with sinners even though he wasn't a sinner. Jesus was placed on the cross by wicked men, the very men that he was dying for. I'm so thankful today that Jesus died for sinners. I'm a sinner, we are sinners, and you are a sinner. And the Bible says in Isaiah 52 and verse 3 that Christ would redeem people without money. In other words, the price He paid, He paid on His own. Think with me for a moment how that Jesus was beaten beyond recognition of His own mother. Why? Because He was dying for me. Jesus, listen to me, He would grow up in this earth, live this life, and people would look at Him and they saw of no value in Him. But Jesus, listen to this, was despised and rejected by men. He was a man of sorrows. He was acquainted with grief. And as one, listen to this, from whom men hide their faces, He was despised and we esteemed Him not. Why would people in that day say no to Jesus? Well, because they were in the dark. And still today, Jesus went to the cross because He was willing. He wanted to. He went to the cross because God the Father wanted Him to. And He went to the cross because that's the only way that people can be saved. Listen to what it says. He was oppressed and He opened not His mouth. He was like a lamb that was led to the slaughter and like a sheep before His shears is silent, so He opened not His mouth. I've got good news for you today. That Christ bore your griefs and carried your sorrow. When, when I read those words, I realize that when Jesus was on the cross, He said nothing back to those who were killing Him. But do you know today at the right hand of God the Father that He calls you and I to come to the cross and, and open up to Him? Why? Because He opened a way for us to come and so that, listen to me, through the cross, the power, the connection, that no matter what you face, the cross has the power to change your circumstances. In this world you have tribulation, Jesus said, but be of good cheer, for He has overcome the world. I want to tell you how much God loves you and what He did. Isaiah 53 and 5 puts it this way, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The word transgression is the Hebrew word rebellion. It speaks about a rebellious act. It speaks about criminals and wrongdoing. Watch this. Jesus went to the cross for rebels who blew it, who do wrong things. And also this, He went to the cross for, for our iniquities. That Hebrew word means guilt or punishment. Literally, Jesus went to the cross for those who were rebels deserving of punishment. I'm so thankful today to tell you that you may be going through a hard time. You may be today in a place where the, your marriage is just a wreck and it's crushed. Jesus was crushed for you so that your marriage does not have to be crushed. You may have had your heart crushed in dating this week. God went to the cross so that you could recover. Maybe you didn't get into the college or you did not get the job or you were crushed with something that happened this week. You maybe heard that you had cancer. I don't know what it is, but I tell you this, that Jesus Christ went to the cross and was crushed so that you and I could go to heaven. Lastly and finally, I would tell you this. Jesus died on the cross so that the way to peace would be open. The Bible says this, the way of peace would come to us. Christ went there and died in our place so that now you and I listen to this, when, that Jesus bore our sins on His own body 
so that we could die to sin and we could live to righteousness. Listen to this. We can die to our old life. It can be dead. It can be over. What good news. That's why Jesus was willing to die. He wanted to. He was willing to obey the Father. He went to the cross to open a way for you and I to have peace so that we could walk with God in salvation. So I want to say this to you today, that you can die to your old life and you can live in a new life. You can be forgiven. You can be free. You can live a fruitful life. Christian, aren't you glad of what Jesus did for you? The principle is clear in in 1 Peter 3 that the husband and the wife are to consider their family as ground zero for Jesus, but that can never happen until we have that connection, that electrical current spiritually with God. Through Christ you can. Friend, listen to me. You don't have to just look at the cross. Listen to me. You can look to heaven. Jesus is in heaven and He's not suffering anymore. One author put it this way. His offering for sin was completed. And right now, today, on April 18, 2021, listen to me, all over the world, Jesus is enjoying from heaven the satisfaction, the sheer pleasure of making many ungodly people to be accounted as righteous before God. The cross is power. Jesus is enjoying the spoils of complete victory and He offers it to you. How do you do that? Well, the Bible is clear. If you're not a Christ follower, you should do this, five things. Number one, confess that you're guilty. God, I'm a rebel. I've made a mess of my life. Secondly, profess that Jesus is the payment for your sin. God, I know you made the payment in Christ. Number three, repent of being a rebel. God, forgive me. I'm sorry. Number four, you can receive Jesus' payment for your sin. And number five, rejoice that in Christ that He's given you life. Child of God, listen to me today. I'm overwhelmed by the goodness of God. I'm overwhelmed that God is bringing others to life and He's reviving people. And I join with you in saying, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and honor and glory and blessing. And to Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory forever. So I'm telling you today, because of Christ, you can have a connection that will change your life. Check us out at jacksonfbc.com. Join us for our Sunday morning services, either 9, 30, or 11. We'd love to connect with you. Until next time, remember that our God loves you. And so do we.